Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. Time for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think. Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Greetings, greetings. There you go. I always thought that we thought before we drank. Yeah, that's true, actually. I, You know, I... I yeah, I, I consider my drinks very careful. Yeah, I put, I put some thought into what I'm drinking. Yeah, yeah. I don't drink before I think. I think before I drink. Mm-hmm. I think announcer man got it backwards. I, I think, but, you know, it probably sounds flashier to the guys that don't know us yet. The that, guys that haven't seen us flash, yes. Is that yeah, what you mean? Yeah, or seen us drink in public. Yeah, <laughs> Seen us drunk off our ass in public. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys <laughs> sometimes uh, drink and think at the same time? Or is it just always one of no, the other? No, no, no. I, I'm, oh. My wife has, for years, is trying to get me to multitask, and I can't. Uh, strictly cereal. I'm sorry for asking. No, no worries. <laughs> you, you think about cereal? Yeah, you know, oatmeal. I like cream of wheat. Yeah, I really yeah. do. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I can see you as a cream of wheat guy. Yeah. You got the, kind of that Midwest vibe going on. Yeah. So. Maple and brown sugar, baby. All right. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm more West Coast. I'm a little more granola. Uh, I'm a little more brand. Okay. All right. I'm just saying. A little so prettier. Yeah. Throw in some pieces of trees. <laughs> right, so I'm West Coast all the way, baby. Okay. I love the Midwest. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I know. Yeah. But uh, cream of wheat, no. Hmm. A little too much, like a uh, yeah, mouthful of jizz or something. I don't. Know. I don't, I don't <laughs> tend, tend to go that way. Just because of the word cream, huh? Yes, that's anything with cream in the, in the title. <laughs> I will not consume. If your jizz has the uh, the uh, any like cream of wheat, there's something some wrong, right? It's really? like sandy and grainy. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Should, should it be brown? No, no. Color wise, yeah, but I'm just saying texture. Not that I would know. You know, I'm just... Uh... <clears throat> Moving on. Okay. All right. <laughs> speaking of speaking of the creamy wheat of the Midwest, our fine sponsor, Spon- yes. uh, John Blickman, Blickman Engineering. He is the cream of the crop. <laughs> the cream of the wheat of the crop. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, he's a great guy uh, that's built a brilliant company off of uh, his... Uh, Innovation. In, insanely great innovations yep. for home brewing. You know, I'm just amazed at every time I turn around and he's invented something new yep. uh, that rethinks the way we do things in home brewing. Like that Blickman beer gun. I, I tell you, right. I'm still blown away that... Oh, it's, you know, he, it's become an industry yeah, his, standard, His really. concept was like, wait, this is done wrong. Here's yeah. the way to do it. You know, release the beer at the bottom of the bottle, not at the, you know... Not Don't release up at the top and force it down a tube where mm-hmm. it foams like a son of a bitch. Release yeah. it easily at the bottom and let, let the, the filling beer level keep it quiescent at the bottom. That's right. Yeah. Very, very uh, 
very innovative. I tell you, I, I just recently uh, got my hands on some more beer guns, and I'm uh, uh-huh. I'm uh, going to try and automate a couple of them for uh, oh, for, for filling, filling, filling some sours and things like that. Just cool. having some fun with some one offs, and I'm lazy. I can't be bothered to squeeze the little thing. <laughs> push a button you want to push a button to push the button yeah i'm gonna push one button it's gonna push it's gonna push another button and it's going to squeeze a lever ah and it'll lift it up and down several times okay yeah do it several at once well yeah and then if i get one of them working then i'm gonna gang like six of them together okay yeah so i already ganged four of them together and, and did it manually and requires some real squeezing power uh, yeah i can imagine which my hands have but yeah it's a little tiring when you're doing like 5,000 bottles. Anyways, BlickmanEngineering.com. Go check them out. Lots of great stuff that they provide to the industry. Yep. Our fine sponsor. Well, in uh, you know previous show, we were talking about uh, uh, how to get a job yeah. in the brewing industry. And we were talking, at least I was talking more specifically about being a brewer. At the brewery. In the brewing industry, and and I think people who listen to the show, they tend to want to be brewers. That's probably true, yeah. Because yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, when we hire salespeople, the thing I say to every single one of them is, is this the job that you see yourself working in long term? Do you see yourself as a great salesperson, maybe working up to managing salespeople, maybe becoming VP of sales, maybe becoming like you know head of the company? Right. You know, that's the kind of job that in you're in sale, right now. Yeah. There is no transition from sales to brewer. You don't want to be. They're like, nah, I don't want to be a brewer. You know, brewing's cool, but this is what I like to do. Is you know the sales. I'm like, great, you're right, hired. Right. If they tell me they're interested in being a brewer, then screw you. You're applying for the wrong job. Apply right. for a job as a brewer if you want to be a brewer. Right. Same thing like tasting room. People are like, you know, I'm hiring you to work the tasting room. I'm hiring you because of your personality, because of your service skills, because of your right. cleaning skills. That isn't necessarily what I need in the brewery. I need somebody great in the tasting room, right? I need yeah. somebody great in accounting, somebody great in, you know, lab work, somebody great in all, all these other things. Those aren't brewery, a brewer job. Right. If you're applying for one job just to try and get yourself over to be a brewer no 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 yeah i will smell that out and you know you will never you won't be hired in the first place and then if you are working for us and you keep bugging me about being a brewer then you know you're just gonna annoy me yeah i I think the take home here is you know if you're if you're going to apply at a brewery whether it's a nano a micro or or larger you know uh understand that this is business this is you know, this this is not a casual thing you're probably entering into because uh, a working brewery is, is a business that needs to make money and they're hiring to fill a specific need, mm-hmm. not not just a general need. Hey, we need another body here because mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. rarely happens. Well, and I'll say, you know, as a body who is brewing, you're going to be asked to do all sorts of things. Yeah. Right. That's true. You know, we're going to ask you to do, you know, clean the bathrooms, you know, load trucks, unload trucks, mm-hmm. uh, sweep, uh, you know, go to events, maybe wash glasses in the tasting room when we're shorthanded, whatever it may be. You're going to have to do a lot of different things that you may right. not yeah. envision as your job. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I mean, 
we want to understand that don't come into an interview or don't come, don't send in a resume saying, yeah, I'm going to apply for this tasting room job, but I'm going to try to work, you know, mm-hmm. transition really quick to a brewing position. Because or- you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. And, and and the reason being, the, the brewing positions are very uh, specific, technical, and certain skill-oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a, it's a dangerous position working with uh, high pressures, high yeah. heats, yeah. Uh, you know, high lo- concentrations of caustics and acids. Yeah. And uh, you need to know what you're doing mm-hmm. so you don't kill yourself or yeah. somebody else. I mean, I guess, you know, the company, there, there, I can think of several instances where you talk to a head brewer at a brewery, you know, in the Indian, in the industry here where they started out washing kegs mm-hmm. and worked mm-hmm. their way up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're talking five they years were, and they were, well, and they were hired to wash kegs. Yeah. You know, and they, they were hired did to work in the brewery. Yeah. I imagine there are people who have moved from the tasting room or sales to brewing and yeah. head brewer, but it's a matter of proving yourself yeah. at the job you're doing or, you know, you know, but you're going to annoy the crap out of people going like, I'll take any job you have. I just want to work at your brewery. And <laughs> it's like, so really what you want to be is a brewer, yeah. you know, apply for the brewing job. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's the most efficient for the brewery too, because, you know, they don't want you to move on and then, you know, to something else. And then they get a void over in the tasting room or sales or whatever. Yeah. I, you know, again, it, it, it happens. I, more often than not, I, I see people go from the from the brewing side to sales, not the okay. other way around. Okay, yeah. I see people go from you know, uh, you know, brewing side to restaurant management or something like that, not the other way around. Hmm. I, I just don't see you know, again, the abilities and uh, technical knowledge and things like that that's required for a great brewer. I think it's just not you know the kind of thing you know. And people are like oh. Well, do anything. Well, if you're willing to do anything, mm-hmm. like I said, go take some online classes. Yeah. You know, take one of the White Labs yeast classes. Take American Brewers Guild classes. Take Siebel Institute classes. All these are available to you all the time. Yeah. If you're willing to do anything, that's the anything you should be doing. Right. There's Investing yourself. pretty much no barrier to this. Go mm-hmm. do it. Pick the cheapest one. If you can't do that, go to the library, read all, you know, read how to brew, read all the brewing books out there. Right. You know, understand them fully, read them multiple times, you know, be able to recite passages from that, you know, not as if it's gospel, but that you have studied it and you're willing to do that work for the brewery and you're willing to learn. Prove that you're willing to learn at the brewery. Prove that you're willing to do hard work. When we talked about hard work in the previous episode and on your resume, we we're talking about food service is hard work. Yeah. You know, bussing tables, waiting on tables, that can be hard work. Uh, you know, uh, working on a farm, working in a, you know, factory, working in an office, not hard work. Oh, I work so hard on my spreadsheets. Screw you. That's not <laughs> hard work. I'm talking hard physical labor, tough, sweaty till your bones ache type of work mm-hmm. then you understand how hard it is working in a brewery so yeah. you know you need to have that you know whatever in your past you know worked uh you know on my grandfather's farm when i was a kid mm-hmm. for a summer you know milking the cows you know yeah. feeding you know you know uh, planting crops things like that it's like okay so 
maybe that's not recent, but you know, at least you have some idea what hard labor is, yeah. and you were able to do it for some period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, now you're an accountant somewhere. It's like, yeah. well, okay, accounting's a good experience. You know, yeah. good thing for the brewery, but yeah, it's not hard physical labor. Anyways, that's the kind of thing that I think uh, you know people are looking for. Let's do this. Let's take a short break, and uh, when we come back, we'll we'll jump into some of the red flags uh, that people tend to drop all over their resumes and in their their cover letters. Uh-huh. Right after this. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Doctor Blitzkrankstein. Yes, JP Law. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My doctor, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creatures and the <laughs> Yes, JP Law. We will, for I am in my possession the Tower of Power. Lickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a pint. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is on 
Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hop Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit AustinHomebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. We're uh, talking about brewing resumes. And, yes. And we talked about uh, the Peter Principle during the break. We That's right. We talked about uh, uh, why, why many uh, passionate people fail in business because they don't understand business. No. That's all on the uh, the super special, uh, you know, paid uh, subscription model. You get all the uh, outtakes during the uh, the breaks. That's right. <laughs> Pardon me. All right. So, um, what kind of red flags do we have here in the uh, in the process? Well, um, yeah. I mean, we talked about one is uh, you know if you apl- you apply to the job that you really don't want. You know if you Mm-hmm. If you're applying for job A in the hopes of getting job B, mm-hmm. not a good strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get I get that thing on uh, so many cover letters. I will do any job in your brewery to work at your brewery because mm-hmm. someday I want to be a brewer. Like, well, so you want to apply for the brewer job or you want to apply for anything and just hope by some miracle – I would then transition you from toilet cleaner to head brewer <laughs> or from, you know, whatever it might be to head brewer. Not going to happen. Right. I just don't see that transition ever really working out very well. I mean, it's possible, I guess. But I am not going to do that. I'm not going to do that to us as a company where, you know, we're we're messing about trying to make people, you know, round, you know, uh, square pegs fit in round holes type right, of thing. Right. Um, what I'm going to try and do is find the ideal position for you. And, you know, if you're, if you're smart and you're hardworking and you're dedicated and you, I believe in you as somebody who really can, you know, will run with it and make something great happen no matter what you're doing, I will find a position for that person. Right. right? Okay. But if you're trying to come in and be something else, and you know, it's just not going to work. So yeah. uh, you need to be very, very careful of that. And, yeah. and so generally, one of the big red flags is hire me at something, and then I'm uh, I want to be a brewer. You're going to be disappointed because again, yeah. I, I I don't want to shortchange that person and, and put them in some job, and then yeah, we don't know, need an employee standing around going, ah, I wish I was a brewer. Right. Yeah. Right. Or not focusing on their job because they're trying to learn, you know, the brewery job. No, no, no. I need you doing your job. I need you focused 100%. The people who work in our tasting room can't be dicking around learning how to brew. They need to be 
you know, ensuring 100% that, you know, bathrooms sure. are spotless, the, you know, customer service is, is rapid and perfect, yep. perfect pores, perfectly clean lines, perfect, you know, uh, understanding the beer. All that stuff needs to be perfect. They should be doing that 100%. If they're not, and they've got time to screw around learning the brewing process, right. then I've got too many people employed in the tasting room. I need to fire some. Okay. Yeah. Same thing goes in sales. You should be working your ass off getting sales going. If you're not, and you have time to screw around in the brewery, our sales numbers are not quite right, and um, you could you could sell more. Yeah, so yeah. either your compensation is wrong based off of you know the number <laughs> of cases you're selling, or you know there's somebody better that could be in your job. You know that's not the right thing for you. So you know do yourself a favor and do the brewery a favor by you know clearly you know uh, outlining what job it is that you want and that you can do and that you want to stay in and you know the it's going to work out better for everybody yeah so what are some of the other red flags you've seen on resumes uh like we mentioned before the sloppy resume using another brewery's name or or like uh you know i you know i loved your you know your supplication uh, your supplication (laughs) you know uh things like that or i love craft beer my favorite beer is stella artois Right, right. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like uh, you know, Blue Moon's the greatest, and uh, you know, I wish I wish uh, you guys would brew a beer like that. Uh, you know, we another thing, and we mentioned this on the previous show was uh, about uh, the know-it-all. It's like, yeah. well, I've been brewing for four. I've and I've actually had this this in a cover letter or a resume, a cover letter. Guy was saying, I've been brewing for four years, so I know everything about brewing. And what I'm going to learn from you is, you know, more, you know, I just need to know, you know, where you're, you know, how you transfer things from place to place or something, something stupid so like that. So I can that. open my own brewery or something. Right, yeah. right. Well, and that's the other thing is like, you know, and I, I'm not adverse to hiring somebody that says, you know, my goal in the future is to open my own brewery. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to work for you for five years and then, you know, have a chance to open my own brewery. And, you know, th- yeah. that's understandable. Right. And, you know, sometimes that, that does or doesn't come to pass. Um, but, uh, you know, somebody that's like, well, you know, give me give me a, a month so I can learn everything there is about, you know, commercial brewing. And then I'm going to go off. It's like, ah, oh, screw you. You don't know anything <laughs> if you think you could learn it all in a month. Um, you know, it takes a couple of years to, to really learn most of the processes and do it well and yeah, repeatedly yeah. and even then you don't know everything about running a brewery you you've learned the 20 percent. yeah that's um, true there is there's just so much there um hey, the the chat room wants to know how many people heretic employs we're at like 13 or 14 now um another thing that i've seen is um people bring in bad homebrew Oh, yeah. And they tell you how great it is. Well, they like it. Right. And you're like, ah, that is really nasty. So if you brought in homebrew and you said, you know, and if you believed it was really good, you say you believe it's really good, uh, you might say, you know, it's not perfect. I know it's not perfect, but I think this is actually quite good. And mm-hmm. if it was quite good and I believe the same thing, I'd be impressed. Mm-hmm. If you said, you know, this is my homebrew. It's not great. It's drinkable. But, uh, you know, I'm able to produce drinkable homebrew. And <laughs> what I'd like to do is learn, you know, a lot more about brewing by being employed by you. 
then I could respect that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but to bring in something not so good and to rave about how great you are as a brewer, you're essentially guaranteeing you are not going to get employed. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing goes with um, mentioning other breweries that may not be so great. So you're mentioning, you know, mass market, uh, you know, beers that are, you know, and you're raving about how you know so much about craft beer and uh, the beers you're listing are, you know, uh, you know, generic uh, mass market, uh, not so great stuff. Yeah. Really not defining craft beer. And you're talking about how, how awesome they are and how you know everything about craft beer. That that really, you're shooting yourself in the foot too. Right. Yeah. You're going to use examples to make sure that you really do know what you're talking about. Right. Same thing when, when you know, people will tell me, I love your beer, you know, and again, they've got the beer name wrong or, you know, something yeah. like that. And, and and one of the things you can do, you know, before, if you get called in for an interview, you know, I, I would not mention specific beers in your resume or in your cover letter unless you really do truly know the beers of the brewery you're applying to. Right. And you can describe them accurately and in a non-offensive way or, a, you know, non-kiss-ass way. You're just, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, when you go in, before you go in, I would recommend hunting down all the beers from that brewery you're going into, tasting them all, learning the names, right. learning a little bit about the story. If somebody could come in and say, oh, yeah, you're Evil Twin. Yeah, that's uh, 6.8% ABV, I believe, and... uh you're using citra. There's, it has a lot of citra hops in it, a lot of citra mm-hmm. character. Yeah, I like that. The citra gives it kind of a, a little bit of a tropical fruit. I like that along with the malt. That's information you can get off our website. Yeah. And I'd be like, wow, all right. So somebody, this, somebody's paying attention. But you would somebody fall over, about. wouldn't you, if somebody no. actually... No. No, no, no. What's the closest you, you anyone's get, ever come to you doing can get that shit off the website? <laughs> But, you know, at so, least you know they're doing some homework. Right. At least they're paying attention. They understand. They've done some. And, again, you're trying to show that you are willing to learn about what that brewery's doing. You're willing to spend your time investing in the brewery. Yeah, you want the yeah. brewery to invest in you. You want to show that you're willing to to absorb everything they're teaching. Right. You're paying attention. You're willing to work hard. You're willing to do a lot on your own to be a great, you know, contributor. And if you can show that, and one of the ways, again, you know, just kind of listing off the beers, memorizing stuff off the website, you know, and trying the beers, you know, buying them, trying to say, you know, I got this at, you know, such and such, and I thought it was, I thought it was good. I, I really enjoyed it, you know. You don't have to really go any further than that. Right, right. You know, but generally, if you mention that, I'll be a, what was it you enjoyed about the beer? Describe the beer to me. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you know, especially people in the tasting room. I'm like, they're like, oh, yeah, I had your such and such. Describe it to me. Tell me why I would like it, what you liked about it. So if you open that, pan, that you know, that door, expect, yeah. you know, questions to follow through. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can't describe it and it sounds like you didn't taste it and you're lying to me, then then I will not hire you if I think you're lying to me. Right. Just, so you know, I, I can't hire anybody that's going to lie to bluff. me. Bluff, yeah. Right. I'd rather you tell me um, I haven't tried your beers. I'd rather hear that than know you're lying to me about it. Yeah. 
That's true. I'd rather an honest, an honest. Uh, Does some admission. of this stuff come up in the interviews too? I mean, when you call someone in for an interview, yeah, absolutely, all the time. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, uh, we will, you know, you'll you'll be going over somebody's resume and expect if you list something on your resume. Oh yeah, expect to be called on it. I will. I will ask you. You know, it's like, why did you leave there? And you better have an answer for me. Uh-huh. You know, and a lot of times people come up with answers like uh, they start going into a lot of personal history. They're like, <laughs> it wasn't my fault is, you know, their first response. <laughs> my or, boss was a dick. Or it's like, uh, yeah, you know, I didn't get it didn't get prosecuted in the end, you know, and, and stuff like that. I'm just like, OK, they dropped all the charges. Right, right. Yeah, they dropped the charges. Really? Uh and and so you get a lot of that stuff. So, you know, you, you need to have a, you know, it was a mutual thing. It was time for me to move on. Um, you know, I, I had a, a better opportunity. You know, somebody, you know, mm-hmm. headhunted me and offered me twice as much. And it was too much to resist. And the reason I left that place was it, it really wasn't what, what they had promised me. And uh, I got interested in brewing, damn it. Right, right. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> so there's things like that. So yeah. you need to be careful about uh you know, all those red flags and, uh, you know, uh, how they're going to stick out on, on your resume. So don't be a know-it-all. Uh, you know, talk about the things that you've you've accomplished and things that you've studied and things like that. Mm-hmm. But don't present it as, I'm the greatest in the world because I've been homebrewing for two years and I won an award. Yeah. You know, that isn't going to fly. That shows that you believe you know it all. You've got nothing to learn. You're the wrong person for an entry level brewery job. Yeah. So, uh, you know, list your skills, list your hard work, list your dedication to doing things. If you've got experience industrially cleaning things or right. moving things around or working with piping or, you know, mechanical equipment and fixing it, list all that, welding, stuff like that. All that stuff really goes well on, on your resume. Things counter to that. Um, uh, really will hurt you. What right. about what about your uh, your liberal arts degree from X college? Do you, do you give a rat's ass about that? I like the the fact that people have a college degree just because it shows again a willingness to learn and a dedication to stick something through. You know, uh, stick it through. <laughs> no, to st- stick, stick it, it in, out. I think is what you're looking. Stick for. it in. Yeah, stick it in. So. Stick it out. Whatever. In and out. In and out. <laughs> um. Yeah, if, if if you're willing to to put in the time and the dedication it t- takes to get any sort of uh, uh, college degree, I think that that's a, a bonus. It's like okay, and you have to have a certain level of um, mental acuity to to get a degree. So I think that's a bonus because it's it's not brewing is not a job for stupid people and lazy people and people who are unwilling to put the effort in to learn what's going on and how to how to figure it out. So I think that that is is a value. So liberal arts, whatever it might be, there is a value there. All right, let's take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to get into the interview. And uh, we got coming up the top 10 things not to say in your brewery interview right after this. <laughs> a few things happened 30 years ago. Arpanet migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fan. 
fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that Hop Tech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. Hop Tech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and Bruin brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Downtown Joe's, where everyone is welcome, especially if you like drinking and tasting beer. Head brewer Colin Kaminsky's favorite beers are the Tantric IPA and the Double Secret Probation IPA. But you'll have loads of others to choose from when you redeem your exclusive Brewing Network savings. Downtown Joe's is the best brewery destination and the hottest night spot in Napa. Colin invites all homebrewers and fans of craft beer to stop by and enjoy the great food and beer. Whether you're in the mood for riverside dining, live music, or just hanging out at the bar to meet a person of the opposite sex or a person of the same sex, Downtown Joe's has exactly what you're looking for. And now just mention the Brewing Network to receive a dollar off your beer at Downtown Joe's. That's right, take a dollar off every one of their great selection of craft beers, including the Lazy Summer Wheat, Golden Thistle Porter, and the Triple Dog Dare You. Come to Downtown Joe's and enjoy the laid-back atmosphere of Napa's best brew pub. Visit downtownjoes.com right now for current beers, the live music schedule, or to drool over their delicious menu items. Downtown Joe's, your neighborhood brew pub where everyone is welcome. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of Citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at HereticBeers.com. Like the Lance Armstrong of the beer world. Except for that nut thing. This is Bruce Strong. All right, during the break, we talked about uh, small hands for uh, 
being righty and lefty. We talked about uh, making your own chocolate. Yep. yep. And uh, anything else? What else did I miss? Um, some of the entertaining lines from the chat room. <laughs> yes. The, which you can join when we are live, room. by yeah. the way. Yeah, absolutely. Go to thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, what is it? Chat now? Um, yeah, just click chat on the homepage. Yeah. And uh, you don't need a password or anything. It, it has a field for one, but... You just uh, sign up with one any name you want and uh, jump in, and it's pretty cool. You get people listening to the show, and you get to interact with them, and yeah, get to ask us questions, wise ass things uh, that Scott does or doesn't read to us, and make us feel bad, make us feel good. Yeah, believe me, you don't want to hear everything they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you guys too, man. Um. All right, so the uh, interview process. So you've you've gotten this resume, you've avoided the red flags, which make you sound like a uh, a desperate douchebag who thinks they know everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you get in for the interview, and I'll tell you, just off the very start, here's the thing that bugs the hell out of me. Yeah. I've always believed there is early and there is late. There is no such goddamn thing as on time. On time, uh, not to people in the military understand this, people in all sorts of walks of life understand this. You are either early or you are late. You cannot show up on time for an interview. On time is, is 10 minutes early. That's on time. You don't show up for when we should be talking, <laughs> you're late. So get there early. When, when I, John and I were talking to one of the breaks, what I've always done in my career is I get there an hour, half hour early, so traffic wasn't a problem, you know, right. travel wasn't a problem, everything else wasn't a problem. I'm there, I get myself clean, I, you yep. know, lint roller myself, and I wait in the car until like 10 minutes before, and then I show up 10 minutes early. Right. That's how you do it. Don't be late. Either you're early or you're late. Just take that gem yeah, uh, I tell my kids that the same thing, and it, it, it may seem stupid to you if you're a freaking wanker, but uh, anybody else that understands business will under will appreciate that. Oh yeah, definitely. You have other tips for people in interviews, John? Well, uh, I've done enough interviews myself, I suppose. Um, yeah you you don't want to you don't want to go into the interview. Uh, with you know no questions i mean show you gotta you gotta show interest in this job you're applying for this job you've made it this far mm-hmm. to where you're interviewing don't sit there like a bump on a log i mean he's gonna ask you you know why do you want this job you better mm-hmm. have an answer mm-hmm. um and you know he says like do you have any questions if you say no um right. that indicates a certain lack of interest on the other hand you don't want to say you know um can I make more money than that? <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I well, mean, you know, I'll, 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 yeah. I'll tell you, one, one, one thing is I always wrap up with, do you have any questions? I've explained the whole job and everything. And I say, do you have any questions? How often are people going, no, I'm good. 80% of the time. Are you serious? Right. Yeah. And you should have some questions in mind, a variety of them. Because if all the ones that you're you're already thinking were covered, you want to have another one that that was covered, and you know you can kind of go into you know you should have something. If if not, just say you know 
you you could also say, you know, I'm I'm so overwhelmed and, and a little bit nervous, you know, during the interview process, but I know I do have questions. If I could just, you know, give me a, you know, I'll, when I go home, I'll compose my questions. If I could send them to you in email, would you be okay with that? Or can I, you know, something like that might be okay. But people are just going, no, I'm good. They're like, nah. nah. Uh, unbelievable. 80%. <laughs> right. It right. blows me away. People, mm-hmm. people are stupid. Um, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, have some questions. And then um, uh, what was the other thing? <laughs> well, you, you want to express you're there to learn. You know, right, right, right. You, right. you, you are applying this job. You want to learn to be a brewer. Um, you know, express some interest in in the position. Express some interest in the company. Um, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, ask I, them. I, ask I, them. I you know, what thing what, I was going to mention. Oh, what's that? I don't know. Okay, I've forgotten it. Was it? Um, if we went back in time, I could probably remember it. Yeah. No, it was the questions, and it was. Um, well, was it? Uh, I mean, we we covered on time. Yes. Dress neatly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, be clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you don't have to be wearing a suit necessarily in a brewery job, but you need you should be clean. Right. Fingernails clean, hair trimmed, clean, washed. Shouldn't stink. Um, you know, be neat, be sober. Yeah. You know, don't be drunk. Uh, listen to what what the the people are telling you. Pay attention. Yeah. Like I said, you know, it's understandable. People get nervous in, in interview situations. That's that's okay, and you can you can say, hey, you know, I'm I'm a little bit nervous, right. um, just because you know it's interview and you know that's all right. But have have the questions. Um, uh, be uh, be personable. Mm-hmm. Uh, be open. Be honest. Yeah. Uh, people can tell when you're lying to them. Yeah. And and there is such a thing as too much information. Right, little TMI. Yeah, yeah. Right, don't right. don't make a fool of yourself. Um, you know, don't don't you know talk about uh, bad experiences on previous jobs. Don't talk about when you tore your nutsack open and bled everywhere. <laughs> yeah, don't talk about your your avocado sized nut. Don't talk yeah. about uh, uh, rubbing the color out your dick. Don't talk about uh, what, <laughs> what other stupid stuff have I said on the show? Yeah, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> If Jay Z interviews don't, anyone that don't seems tell too much, don't tell him about the biopsy. Yeah, right. Tell him about that. Don't tell him about. Uh, yeah, right, right. Don't tell him about your nipples. Don't tell him about uh, all the stupid things you did when you were young. Yes, yeah. Now yeah. I pretty much. You but, know, we per- we could have cut a good third of the shows out if I didn't mention all that stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's. Um, I think this could have been a forty minute show for forever. There you go. Yeah. But it's been entertaining. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but uh, it has been something. Yeah. Well, um, let's see. I mean, there's a, then there's there's a, a bunch of things, you know, some, like we talk about red flags on the resume. There's red flags in the interview process as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of think of some, some uh, good ones. Um, you know, like bad mouthing a previous employer, right? Um, and uh, you don't want to talk about uh, you know, uh, you know how horrible it was to work at some place. I, you know, I can understand yeah. when you can say, "Hey, you know, they indicated I would be doing this job, and then you know, the job wasn't was satisfied with that." You know, well, it's satisfied with that, or you know, they specifically told me I would be doing this. Mm-hmm. 
and then that wasn't the job, it was this, and you better give concrete examples because that's part of the problem is yeah. people don't understand what the brewing job is. Right. They think it's something else, and, and we spend most of the time trying to explain you're cleaning, 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 and then yeah. we need you to clean, and after that, uh, clean, and then, you know, yeah. load that truck, and then... Uh, if you got time, some more cleaning. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, here, here, let me turn this around for you, Jamil. What What are some examples of questions that you would want this person to ask you after you've told them about the job? Mm-hmm. I mean, is it, you know, uh, um, I'm thinking, would you want me to ask about uh, what hours I'm working or what, you know, days of the week? Generally, I cover that. So, you know, we're lucky that right now we're, uh, you know, uh, 8.30 to 5, uh, Monday through Friday brewery as Uh far as the brewing operations go. Other times, and I'll tell people, there's times when you may be asked to stay late, come in early, work on weekends, go to Mm -hmm. events, stuff like that. Can I take an hour lunch? It's like, yeah, well, generally what I say is, you know, most of the guys want to take a half-hour lunch. Um, You know, everybody's entitled to up to an hour. You know, it's all, you know, off-the-clock type of thing. Okay. Um, uh, You know, we talk about, uh, uh, we offer, you know, health care. We offer paid time off. Yeah. you know, so the the type of thing, you know, so we covered just about everything. I think the things, the questions that I would expect people to ask is, um, you know, what is the production capacity of the brewery, the max capacity okay. as it is? You know, what do you see as the growth of the brewery? Okay. How much is this brewery going to grow? Um, you know, what what do you produce now? How many brews do you do per shift? How many shifts per week? Okay, yeah. You know, stuff like that that lets me think, wow, they actually know something about, you know, production brewing. Okay. They know about a bigger brewery. It's like, um, if I haven't mentioned it, it's like, uh, what's the, the brew length of the, of the brew house? What's, you know, how many barrels do you brew? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's, you know, uh, other, you know, procedure type of things that, that make me think they've actually studied something about brewing. They okay. actually know something, enough, they know enough to ask some intelligent questions about, and they're, they're already trying to learn about the brewery versus, um, you know, mm-hmm. what do I get for vacation? You know, right? Can I have Friday off if I start this week? Can I have Friday off? You know, <laughs> when do I get my paycheck? You know, all that stuff. It's all you know, very generic and governed. Yeah. Um, but they could ask, uh, you know, what new brew- beers you may have on the horizon. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a little annoying. Uh, okay. <laughs> just because, you know, what I'd ask is a little more generic. Um, you know, do you see you're adding more, you know, special releases or, you know, are you guys working with any new, you know, hop varieties and like that? I, I, I guess something like that. If you get too much in it, you know, you could sound like you want to do something new and mm-hmm. you're not. I mean, it depends what kind of job you're applying for. If you're applying for entry level brewing, mm-hmm. right. you shouldn't sound like you're trying to rewrite 
the brewery's recipes. Okay. Right. That's not your job. Hell no. Mm-hmm. Once you're there and I trust you and you're tasting stuff and you can respond with, you know, what you taste, maybe, and if yeah. I appreciate that, maybe I'll ask your opinion on it, yeah. but somebody, you know, besides the entry-level brewer is deciding what the beers should taste like. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, that's the flavor profile they're, they're going for. It, it It's mm-hmm. a recipe thing versus a process thing. I see. Um. You know, you you might ask questions like, you know, what do you do to ensure, you know, um, uh, the you know stability of your product in in the package when it when it goes out to retail or something like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like, oh wow. So you know that we're always concerned about making sure we're sending out stuff that'll be shelf stable. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you can say, you know, do you sterile filter or pasteurize or, you know, how, mm-hmm. how, how do you, you know, how do you do that? Yes, a question like that, people are like, oh, all right. So you understand the needs of the brewery. You understand that there's some technological concerns or process concerns and how it impacts the beer. Okay, that's a good question. Yeah. You know, versus um, can I take beer home each day? <laughs> that's a bad question. Yeah, yeah. Right. And those those are the you know, that's the difference between somebody who's interested and knowledgeable and in, in, in wanting to learn about brewing versus somebody that's there to get drunk. Yeah. Which is definitely something you don't want to mm-hmm. show up for your interview. Yeah. Well like and I'll tell you what else you don't want to show up for your interview with. Ah. Uh a, a nice prize from our uh Find uh, sponsor Adam and Eve. Oh, okay. I tell you, if you show up uh, sporting, uh, you know, you got <laughs> like nipple clamps on, yeah. you know, you've got the, the vest with uh, the nipples cut out and some, a couple of clamps on, <laughs> well, probably not your best. Depends who's interviewing you. I mean, that's true. You know, they could have you as an interviewer. Right. <laughs> then I'm just like pulling on their nipple clamps all, all half hour. These were 50% off, weren't they? <laughs> did you get these using the offer code jamel j-a-m-i-l at adamandeve.com i'll tell you you can get those nipple clamps yeah you, you, you buy the nipple clamps here you put them in your car you get use that offer code jamel you get 50 percent off of your nipple clamps all right all right and another free gift right oh you get a free gift you get three free a free gift and you get three free adult dvds uh categories of your choosing from genres such as Anal, amateur, Asian, big breast, big butts, bisexual, chunky, co-ed, fetish, gay, interactive, POV, lesbian, milfs, etc. Uh-huh. And then you get free shipping on top of the whole thing. So you bought your nipple clamps at half, half off. Uh-huh. You get the free extra central gift. You get the three free adult DVDs. And you get free shipping. Yeah. All for using the off code Jamal, J-A-M-I-L. You know, that's a good point because it's so annoying. You're seeing these you know, commercials on TV. You know, it's like, And if you order now, you'll get a second onion peeler. For just an additional shipping and handling charge, you know. Look at it this way. You buy your left nipple clamp, you get your right nipple clamp for free. There you go. I'm just saying. Yeah. There you go. Free shipping all around. And free shipping and free extra gift and free three DVDs. All for using the off code Jamel, J-A-M-I-L, at AdamEve.com. You can even do it off your mobile phone at adamandeve.com. Very cool. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to give you the top 10 things not to say during your brewery interview and answer your questions from the chat room right after this. And now, Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World? 
Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zena Chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at £7,000. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer has... Excellent mouthful. That's just a crazy dream. Or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of superior customer service and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the homebrewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. There's an app on the iPhone for just about everything, including beer. Apps for finding a pint of beer. Apps that look like you're drinking a pint of beer. And now there's an app for brewing a pint of beer. Introducing BrewPal, the most all-inclusive beer brewing app for professionals and hobbyists that fits in your pocket and goes wherever you do. Recipe formulation that can be imported and exported with a customizable database. Mash and sparge calculations, yeast pitching rates, carbonation tables, and more. Available right now for less coin than a pound of grain. See BrewPal in action at brewpal.info and download it for your iPhone at a special introductory price right now. BrewPal, all the brewing software you need right in your pocket. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. 
Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris, and I approve this message. Back to your hosts, Jamil Zanashef and John Palmer. Putting the testicles in technical. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. During the break, we were talking about Jim Kimmel. We were probably talking about sex and bodily functions. And then uh, you had a good point about uh, working in radio and stuff like that, you know. Uh, and I was saying, you know, if if it's an industry where you need to sleep with somebody in order to get a job, you, you really need to come in humble, prove yourself, and then, you know, once you've proved yourself, then ask for the money. Yeah, and it, it does, it, it runs counter, I think, to some people's advice. You know, maybe your college counselor or your, or your uncle or something told you, be confident, you know, don't just accept their first offer, ask for more. And that works if you are... Uh, an accountant, and you've been with PricewaterhouseCoopers for eight years, and you're moving on to your next gig, and you're negotiating. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. doesn't work if it's entry level, and it's like you said, more people want the gig than there are gigs. Right, right. Well, and you had a, a, a Jimmy Kimmel example. Kimmel used to work for K Rock uh, in Los Angeles as the the morning show sports guy before he was Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. He was just a local radio sports guy, and he would be there early and leave late. And he was cutting tape at two in the morning and making all sorts of stuff, making no money. Nobody knew who he was, and he did it for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now Jimmy Kimmel is hosting a late night show on ABC. Yeah, he's still pretty much nothing, but I tell you, it's a good <laughs> it's a good story. He's, he's actually no, he's on no TV. Jay Leno. That's the point. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He's no entry-level brewer. That's all I got to say. All right. So uh, one of the things we were, were talking about is the, the top ten things not to say. And, and I remembered what it was I was going to tell you about. The story I was going to tell you about oh, earlier yeah. uh, was, uh, uh, you know, we, we hire people with the understanding when they're entry-level in the brewery, you're working for minimum wage. We're training you. Yeah, we're training. We're investing a lot of money in getting you trained up so you can have a great career in brewing. Right. And what I tell them is, so this job, instead of, since you've offered to work for free, yeah, right. I'm actually going to pay you minimum wage because I feel that that's fair on top of, you know, what we're Training all you, investing right. in you, right? So don't ask for more money. It pays, this job pays minimum wage. You have no brewing experience. This pays minimum wage. And then I'll get people that, they're like, oh yeah, can I get more than minimum wage? How how about uh, like nine or ten dollars an hour? What did I just tell you? Yeah, no, you may not have the job. I'll move on to somebody else. If you're passionate about, it, like the story that uh, Scott was just telling, 
you'll do it. You'll do that work. And it, it won't be – if you're good at what you do and you prove yeah. how passionate you are and how hard you're going to work at this, people will just start paying you more. They don't want you to leave. Right. If they're not paying you more, it's because they want you to leave. I'm just sharing that tidbit with you. <laughs> the reason I wouldn't pay you more, I want you to walk away. If I'm paying you more, it's because I want you to stay. Right. So there's a pretty good indicator. You don't even have to ask for more. I'll pay you more before you ask. That's the way it works. Yep. Um. Well, and and what are some of the other ones, uh, John? That oh, okay. what's another one? Well, we, you know, top ten things not to say during an interview. Um, you know, bad mouthing other breweries. You know, right, right. We're we're you know th- this industry in particular is a pretty close industry uh, we're usually talking with other brewers mm-hmm. talking working with other breweries sharing information sharing ingredients helping right. each other out right and you start bad mouthing a friend of mine i'm not going to be inclined to hire you mm-hmm. especially if it's a brewery that i think is great yeah if you i had somebody come in and tell me how they didn't think too highly of russian river i'm just like well then you really don't want to work here because I think that they're one of the best breweries in the world. Mm-hmm. And so your vision of great beer, my vision of great beer, two separate things. Right. Uh, so right. you probably should have just kept that tidbit silent at that yeah. point. And and even more to the point, if you come into an interview and say, you know, I really don't like heritage beer. <laughs> <laughs> Why, thanks. I think I can make it better. Hire me. Right, right. (laughs) No, I've had people come in and go, ah, you know, I didn't really care for, uh, you know, this side or the other thing. And you're just like, you really telling me that? Uh, You know, that's fine. You know, people have their own opinions, but uh, you really don't want to mention that in an interview. And and then people that are saying, oh, I, you know, I can make your beer better. You know, your beer's beer's good, but I could really make it great. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Why don't you make it great from somewhere else? Yeah, yeah. And uh, another one here is, uh, if you're asked... What what shouldn't somebody say to me at at the interview point? Yeah, yeah. I can make your beer brother. And and also, where do you see yourself five years from now? Five years from now, John? Uh, I'm going to have your job. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Yeah. Or... Uh, yeah, I, I see myself uh, kicking your ass at GABF in five years. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you very much. That's that's great that. incentive to hire you. Right, right, right. Uh, what about, uh, uh, you know, when you asked, uh, why are you applying here, John? Well, you know, really, I'm I'm applying at every brewery in town, you know, out over most of the state, really. <laughs> I'm just, I'm looking for anything. Great, thanks. Uh, I'm glad we're special on your horizon there. And you know, I think it's okay to be honest and say, you know, I'm applying at you know the the breweries that I really think are good in our area. Yeah. I really want to be in the brewing industry. I'd prefer to work here, but you know, I think uh, you know Drake's is a great brewery. Russian River, Lagany is. You know, there's some there's some really good breweries in the area, and I'd, I'd like I could to learn a lot from those. You know, I, I could learn I'm a lot. Desperate, I want to work but, at yeah, a brewery. Yeah, I want to. Uh, you know, I'd prefer here, but uh, you know, what else? Uh, what about uh, you know? Tell me, uh, tell me about your your brewing ability. Well, you know, I I re- I don't brew so much, but I really like drinking beer, and I think it'd be cool to work <laughs> here because you guys make great beer. I you know, and I like it. Right, I, I right. like the beer. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. so. 
you know, I mean, and, and if you have, you know, if you have a new beer, I'd, I'd, I'd like to drink that one too. Oh, great. Great. That's, that's, that's nice. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, but, but tell me what you know about brewing. Well, you, um, you sugar, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. How much do you drink, John, on a on a regular basis? Oh, you know, I I drink uh, about a case of beer a night. Well, you know, right? Or you know, right. and okay. more on the weekends. You know, uh-huh. We're, uh-huh. are we going to be working weekends? Probably not, right? <laughs> right. And do we yeah. get to take a case of beer home? You can yeah. get your you can get your drink on on the weekends. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and and yeah, if you you know, give me beer instead of money, that would work too. <laughs> right. We'll work for beer. I've heard that one before. I just want to work for beer. Absolutely. Okay. So you're an alcoholic is what you are. <laughs> uh, I like people that work for money, really. Yeah. They can turn it into like food and a few other things and then maybe some beer. Yeah. yeah. Show a little show a little responsibility here. Yeah. You know, that's that's part of it. We're looking for, you know, responsible, hardworking, intelligent uh, people that, you know, have a passion for the industry. Right. So ask yourself, you know, look at your resume, look at your cover letter, look at what you're saying in your interview and ask yourself, is everything that I'm saying representing a responsible, hardworking, uh, you know, passionate person for the industry? Interested, intelligent. Yep. Yeah. Intelligent, you know, and if you can do that, you're going to, Isolate yourself immediately from the other, you know, from 80%. You're going to be in the top 20% with that. Right. And then if you spend this time that you're saying to yourself, I'd do anything to be working in a brewery as a brewer somewhere, all this time that you're whining about that and applying to jobs needlessly, if you took that passion, supposed mm-hmm. passion, and did some online courses yeah, or went to... That would be a great question to ask things. you, you know, is... Hey, what what would you recommend I do to improve myself for this job? Should I take this right. online course at Siebel, or should I? What right. books right. would you recommend right. I read to yep. help prepare and for this job? All these people are going. I'm going to be Cicerone. It's like, well, that's not really anything. Brewing. That's that's serving. Yeah, that's beer. not brewing. You know, take some of these brewing courses online. If you do it in person, that's great. You don't have to do the entire Master Brewers program. Right. Take a few courses. Take a you know the white white lambs yeast course. You know stuff like that. Yeah, goes huge on a resume and just you know so responsible, hardworking, passionate, interesting, right. intelligent. Yeah. And I've done these things to improve myself to make me a better employee for you. Right. I've 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 read all these books. I've taken these courses. I've you know all of a sudden I'm like yeah that's a good candidate. That's solid right there. That's right. somebody, and then I bring them in, you know, they're personable, they're clean, they were on time, they're telling me, I've got no problem being here whenever you need me to be, not this, uh, you know, I don't get up early, so I'd like to be here at 10. <laughs> it's like, no, there's there's days when we want you here at 6.30 because that's when the, the distributor truck comes. Yeah. But, but I'm not up by then. Right, it's like, oh, fuck you, get out of here. No. Uh, really, I, I have no time for anybody like that. If you can't... If I told you be here at two a.m. to you know, a ten a ten a.m. Yeah. that's your shift. Then you should be. You got it. I'll, I'll be here. Uh, I, I need to tell my wife about it, but I'll be here. No problem. That's normally when I'm playing online poker, though. Right, 
right? That's usually when I'm masturbating and playing online poker. Um, and I say, well, yeah, me too. That's why I can't be here. So you need to be here. So, you know, but if, if, if you have that attitude and, you know, you're show up on time and, and you do these things, you'll get a job in the brewery industry because you're going right. to, you're going to float to the top few percent with the things that we've outlined for you. I think, I think you right. really will. You have a, a very good chance at it. Just, you know, eliminate all that nonsense and bullshit that, you know, people think somehow adds up to something. Uh, you know, it's like getting any other job. And uh, yeah, like any other job, that's the, that type of people that yeah. apply yeah. sometimes. Uh, we got just questions in the chat room. Um, uh, yeah, there was one from, uh, I believe, Cadillac Andy, and he said... If you can get, if you can uh, work in a smaller, br- um, what did he say? Uh, you caught me by surprise here. He's basically wondering why why you would try even and apply for a job in a smaller brewery. Like, why not just try and start at a bigger one? It's more likely you're going to get a job there, and it seems like the experience would be, you know, usable in a smaller brewery. Uh, quite possibly. The, the problem is, you know, when you hire on at a larger brewery, if you don't have any sort of brewing experience, the kind of job you get does not give you much brewing experience. It's working in the warehouse, you know, loading trucks and unloading trucks. Yeah. Or it's working in, uh, you know, what you do for five years is clean kegs and that's it. Um, more... I mean, it particular, helps. Uh, more specific tasks. Yeah. But if somebody, I think if somebody instead took the initiative to, to do some classes online, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like that, I, I would count that as much as, because the way that like a bigger brewery does stuff isn't necessarily the way that smaller breweries can do stuff. They have automated lines for keg cleaning. It's like, well, right. running the keg cleaner is throwing kegs on a conveyor belt. You know, and taking them off full at the other end, and you know, maybe throwing a valve, and you know, dosing some chemicals, and that's it. And it's like, well, it's completely different in a smaller brewery. I have a question about beer nerd. Do you, would it be beneficial to like proclaim your beer nerd credentials? Because you you kind of touched mm-hmm. on, well, don't claim. Oh, tell me that you you love drinking some fill in the blank X, not that great a beer. It doesn't mm-hmm. reflect well. Mm-hmm. What if you went in the other direction? You know, I'll. I only drink Cantillon and Westy 12, you know, really sort of showing your, your beer nerd colors. Yeah, I think that's a mistake, too, because then you seem a little too a little too uppity. It's like, well, we don't make Cantillon or Westy 12 here. Mm-hmm. You know, we make you know, good old American craft beer. Um, you know, if, if you can't bring yourself to drink what we provide, then, uh, you know, it just mm. sounds wrong. It sounds like, you know... You're too important or too, you know, too particular. Yeah, um, you start to question, why do you want to work here then? Yeah, that kind of thing. Right, right. I mean, I, I think that the way to go is like, you know, if people, and here's a good answer for you. You know, during during an interview, somebody, sometimes people ask, I tend to avoid this question, but uh, I imagine the breweries might ask, well, what beer do you like to drink? You know, what's your what's your favorite, you know, style or something like that? And people ask me this all the time. I said, well, you know, what I like to drink is, you know, a really well-made beer, really well-made craft beer. I think, you know, 
that's that's great. It, it, the style isn't that important to me. It's more about is this beer really well made? And then you know I like malty beers, I like hoppy beers, I like sour beers. I like them all. If they're really well made, then you know style isn't important. It's 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 a great made beer that that I enjoy. It's totally true. Yeah. The case in point downstairs we still have on tap um, Society Brewing's uh, um, uh, the Harlot, which is a Belgian pale ale. None of us really dig the style necessarily, but it's an extraordinarily well-made beer. Hence, mm-hmm. everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, use, you know, feel free to use that re- response when somebody asks you, uh, you know, what kind of beer you like. Because that's, that's a terrible question. It puts you in a, in a bind. And if they push from that, you can say, well, you know, uh, most of what I drink, you know, I drink a lot of IPAs. I drink a lot of, you know, whatever. You can say that. But start off with that. I love well-made beer and yeah. you know when i come across a well-made beer i really love it and if they push for well what's a well-made beer to you it's like well one that's you know great fermentation character you know it, it's it's uh you know not showing any flaws of contamination or you know uh something like that you know mm-hmm. and you and then they you know they're like oh okay you understand what you know well-made beer is yeah. you know it's not how many hops are in it or you know what color it is, or you know what you know, garanja fruit is thrown in there. It's you know yeah. how well it was crafted, and if you understand that, it's like all right, all right. There's there's possibility for you yet. So, I would I would be shocked if people listening to this did not follow our advice, right? Applied for a job and got a job at a brewery. I'd be shocked yeah. if if they can implement what we have explained and don't get one and and don't get a brewery a yeah. job at a brewery yeah as a brewer I, I you know there's so many jobs available the problem is there's ten times as many idiots applying for it and so you just need to rise above the idiots and you're already doing that by listening to Brew Strong on the Brewery Network that's right that's how it goes and I'll tell you also show how smart a person you are by going to the Brewery Network store. Get yourself some some cool hop grenade gear. Yep, yep. Make yourself a copy of How to Brew if you don't, and read it cover to cover. All that'll show in the yeast book that you are quite the intelligent uh, intelligent person. And uh, also, uh, make sure to support our sponsors, especially BlickmanEngineering.com. That's right. Send Innovating a, your homebrew. Yes. Send an email to John. Tell him how much you love that he pays for the show, so you don't have to. Team at the uh, NEC and God yep. knows where else. That's right. Till then, Bruce Strong, everybody. Bruce Strong. Bruce Strong.